0: You're listening to Flipping Tables on Sunrise Robot. Find out how you can support us at sunriserobot.net slash support. Hey, welcome to Flipping Tables episode 140. I am one of your returned hosts, David Lyons. And I am Michael Edwards. And uh I think we at the top we got to do the quick like where I was kind of thing, right?
1: <laughs> well, I didn't write a bunch <laughs> of bad jokes in advance this time.
0: <laughs> no, although I will say so uh I I was in London for a couple weeks. Um first time out of the country, super exciting. I was there for work, but you know, it, it was still really fun. Um but walking around listening to uh the guest hosts, which all did a fantastic job uh walking around listening to them like guess about all the crazy places I might be was like Kind of one of the highlights. Like I really <laughs> I genuinely enjoyed um all of the ridiculous reasons. Uh, and if it wasn't so cartoonishly early in the morning, I'd have had my notes prepared. I have um a list of some of my favorites. Um but I think uh one of them was trapped in a uh a phone booth that I thought was the TARDIS from Doctor Who <laughs> and was just a regular phone booth. Um and I couldn't find a single like blue phone booth anywhere in London. They're all like a bright, you know, kind of candy apple red. So yeah. what are you going to do? Um, <laughs> but I did have a couple things actually that I wanted to 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 bring back uh, relevant to flipping tables. Uh, one is the different uh, plug thing, like having to use like international plugs. Yeah. Um, surprisingly less annoying than I thought it was going to be. Like I have one adapter that will convert to U.S. style plugs and it's got little USB ports in it plus anything you plug in, like a laptop, you can then use as, like, a USB, like, octopus. So <laughs> powering all of my my gadgets and my doodads while I was over there was not nearly as big of a hassle as I thought it was going to be, but I was way more aware of it than I normally am. Like, every time I was away from that adapter thing, I was like, how much battery do I have left? <laughs> what, what am I going to do if my phone gets low? Um, then... Uh, Another thing I noticed was, like, crazy Android phones everywhere. Like, all kinds of phones they only sell in, like, Europe and Asia that people (laughs) had. Like, Sonys and and, and HTCs and things, like, I've never seen before. Like, I know you used to travel out of the country quite a bit when you were a kid. Have you been out of the country since you've been an adult much? No, not in the smartphone era. It's it's very weird because I feel like in the States, you... If you just ask someone, like, hey, pull out your smartphone, there's a pretty good chance you're going to see an iPhone, right? Like, it's, it's probably about 50-50. And then the other 50% could be any random assortment of, of Android phones. But over there, it was mostly Android phones and mostly Android phones I had never, ever seen before. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the last thing is, you know, it's London, uh, a lot of tourist traps. Um, there was this one guy, God bless him he just really wanted to remember his trip and he was recording it with a microsoft surface just <laughs> holding it up over his head taking photos of landmarks and things like
1: where does this rank on the ipad as camera like shame scale
0: well i mean the the logical part of me just wants to say like well whatever camera you have with you is the best <laughs> camera but man he looked really goofy especially because I, I happened to be near where he was for an extended period, like we were kind of following the same path, and I would see him sit and like open the kickstand and like write something, and then like s- snap it closed and stand up and take a photo. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, oh my god, it seems so clunky, but yeah. I don't know. I guess like if that was literally the only camera he had with him, or eh. yeah you okay. do you I'm a surface photo guy
1: <laughs> i'm just a fan of the cloud sync being fast enough that it doesn't matter what camera you use it will get to your preferred editing device rapidly
0: Yeah, I don't think he was doing any editing. I think (laughs) that was either the only camera he had or he was so deeply rooted in some kind of like robotic logic that he was like, well, this camera is already out. So it's closer than the one in my pocket because I already (laughs) have my surface out in front of me. But I mean, so the the corniness of it aside, like the camera and the surface has got to be terrible compared to a smartphone camera. Yeah. Right. I mean, it just has to be.
1: Yeah, even if it's, like, okay, it's not going to be great, because why waste that money on something no, like, no one's really going to use for that purpose? Yeah. I mean, the. didn't I just hear you say the original iPad didn't even
0: have a camera on it? Correct. Or did it have front-facing only or no camera? No camera. Yeah, so there you go. None, none cameras. <laughs> so, yeah, that's where I was. I'm back now, so it's once again Yay. all about me. <laughs> Thanks I very need to much, take true. a month off soon before <laughs> I get
1: top 10 lists. <laughs>
0: that, that's, the, that's the whole reason. I wasn't really anywhere. I didn't have any work to do. I was like, I just want to hear people talk about it. You're me. actually listening in on Skype. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> just like tenting my fingers. Good. Um, so we do have uh, a few things we got to cover. Um, and one of them is this super sad Samsung story. <laughs> yeah, which
1: we kind of avoided like all right they're having troubles whatever like is this a story but this is kind of just the fire that hasn't stopped (laughs) burning (laughs) um the dumpster fire keeps getting higher and it's it's one thing to be like oh manufacturing error you know potentially unsafe to people okay that that's kind of bad form this is going to hurt your pr but then to recall issue replacements and then the replacements start burning and they're reaching enough public incidents that it's like oh this is not a fluke. Um this is really bad for Samsung. This this
0: is really bad for and I'm I'm not trying to be too nitpicky here but Samsung mobile because I think you know we tend to forget in the United States that uh Samsung is like one of the largest companies in the world. They're kind of more like GE than they are like Apple. I mean, they make they make tractors. They make microwaves and, and all kinds of things. So their mobile business is a large part of their business, and if it completely tanked, that would be really, really bad. But people keep saying, like, oh, man, this would absolutely destroy Apple. And it's like, no, this is different because <laughs> they're like a multifaceted company. But that aside, this does actually have some seriously damaging potential, as you say. I mean – the the note line and the galaxy line are probably their biggest single sellers um if i would guess and you just can't uh sell people explosives and call them phones
1: well and just the like it's it's not just like oh, i heard some of those explode it's like getting reinforced in lots of public experiences like for the biggest one is anytime you board a plane for the near future it's just hammered into your head these phones explode you're did, not allowed did, to use these phones
0: Did this happen to you cuz you just flew recently
1: oh, I mean yeah. I know every, I you
0: didn't die in a fiery plane crash but I mean did they tell people they had to put turn off their phones Yeah
1: yeah at the gate and then on the plane and like it <laughs> seems like every flight I go on the the warnings get more dire and more extreme of like have you ever been near someone that I don't you cannot fly like yeah, it's just we,
0: we don't know how the explosion transfers from person to person, so everyone turn off their phones.
1: <laughs> and just a, if if I were a Samsung PR person flying around the country, I would just be cringing so hard at oh man, this is not good. This is cementing in people's heads. That... Well,
0: and yeah, and so as a as a personal aside, um, I happen to be on a so the the most recent round of news stories, uh, one of these went off on a Southwest flight. And uh, caught fire on the flight. They had to, I think, make an emergency landing. Um, n- not good, right? I mean, a, a plane for like anyone burn through
1: who- the cabin floor. <laughs> <laughs> it just
0: you know, plummeted forty thousand feet. But I mean, a-, a plane is a slightly oxygenated, pressurized environment. Like uh, you do not want a fire on a plane. So that happened on like let's just say a Monday. And then, like, Tuesday, I had to fly on Southwest. <laughs> and if you've never flown Southwest or if you're an international person and you have no idea who they are, they're like the kind of budget, like, cool guy airline. Like, they make jokes and they have open seating. And they're they a pretty good airline. But uh, they tend to be a little bit more genuine in their announcements than a lot of airlines. And uh, when we were getting ready to taxi away from the gate and take off, the woman literally said, um, if you have a galaxy note seven, you know, you have to turn it off. You cannot charge it. You cannot use it while you're on the plane. Um, if you haven't seen the news, uh, uh, Southwest flight just had one, uh, catch fire and they had to land it. And frankly, I don't want to do all that paperwork. And I was just like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> I mean, you know, so that was like on the way out. And then, on, of course, on the way back, they were just like, hey, if you have a Galaxy Note 7, turn it off. Super serious. Like, don't let us catch you with that phone. But I'm noticing that in in professional correspondence like that, like a, a an employee will call it a Samsung Galaxy Note 7. But that's not what normal people do. Normal people are just saying Samsung phones. Like this is being extrapolated to the 50 other models of phone that Samsung (laughs) makes. That's not good.
1: Yeah. And I mean, the kind of insidious thing about this flaw is it's a battery flaw where chemicals that shouldn't be able to mix do mix. And once that chemical reaction starts, that's what leads to the fire and the quote explosion, as it were. And that's uh, what that means is if your battery has failed that way... Um, it doesn't even matter if you're charging or you powered it down or whatever. It's sort of like the chemicals are doing what they're going to do. <laughs> and,
0: <laughs> nature kind <gonna> of nature.
1: <laughs> yeah, so if if, you're, yeah, if your phone fails, then it's sort of like the advice to turn it off may not really help you.
0: <laughs> so at this point, you're telling me that if someone has that phone and the, the rupture in the cell has already happened, then it's just going to catch fire, just
1: period? I think that's the potential. I guess it depends on how bad the rupture is. But it's, pretty it's really at, it's at a <laughs> point now where it's like, do not wait. Go replace this phone. Even if it's just temporary, just do not have this phone on your property or on your person.
0: <laughs> so I'll, if I can find the the article, I'll link to it in the show notes, which you can find at sunriserobot.net slash flipping table slash 140. But uh, I know I saw a talk of this on Twitter where people were saying... Like, Samsung, you really need to step up and and basically do the right thing here. <laughs> you need yeah. to d- declare that this is a catastrophe, own it, and then take whatever financial liability goes with that. And I swear oh. I saw someone link to an article where they actually said, like, okay um, – we're gonna we're gonna stop making these, and we're gonna take them all back, and and we're super sorry. But I I don't have that in front of me, so I'm not positive. No, and I,
1: I think the longer they wait on making that proclamation, the more litigation they open themselves up to. Of you continue to sell something you knew wasn't safe, <laughs> which is a very very different kind of problem, right? Because just a short
0: week and a half ago, this was oh my God, we used these two different battery manufacturers and one of them turned out to be garbage and now we have to like deal with the fallout of that and it's going to cost yeah. us a fortune. But no one... No one looked at that and said, Samsung is dangerous and unreliable. They are no, you know, no reasonable person. Reckless, I think. yeah. Yeah, but they, they looked at that and they said like, wow, this really sucks for Samsung. I might not be comfortable buying Samsung devices anymore. Any, any you know, myriad things, but I don't think most people were pointing the finger and saying like, oh, sweet Jesus, these people are <laughs> reckless, reckless monsters. But now that the phones they're replacing are exploding people are going to start making that intuitive leap that samsung is reckless and irresponsible and i'm starting to see stories that samsung knows that they're using faulty batteries i mean whether or not that's substantiated but once that idea starts to get in the public consciousness people are going to associate them with it even if it's not true because they're going to see reports that samsung is willfully using faulty batteries in their replacements because they're trying to like get them back out onto the shelves yeah
1: and I mean, if they if that can be proven to a civil lawsuit level, that is that's a huge threat to their mobile business.
0: <laughs> yes, and and like I said, the the S line, the Galaxy S line, is probably their biggest seller, but the Notes are not far behind.
1: Um, so as of recording, uh, T-Mobile and AT and T had announced they are no longer going to sell or replace Note sevens. Um, I mean, you can bring your Note 7 in and get a different phone. They'll do that swap. but um, Yeah, they won't
0: exchange for another Note 7.
1: They're taking the lead on halting this, um, as far as I can tell from the stories I've seen. And I don't know if that's like, Samsung, you should be in front of this. Why are you letting the carriers be first or whatever? They're the point of sale. And um, That's a very U.S.-centric point of sale. But um, we'll have to see. I think worldwide, whether you are in a country where the carriers have all the control
0: or you're in a country where you're unlocked or regardless, like, the the people who produced the bomb should probably be responsible for <laughs> defusing it. Um, I, I mean, especially here in the States, I just don't really want to rely on AT&T and Verizon for that. Like, they are kind of selfish jerks yeah. who – uh, I mean, can you imagine people pinning this on the carriers at all? Like, I, I, I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard a single person say, my Verizon phone exploded or my no. at right? I mean, they, they are incentivized. They
1: it's to, clear that they don't make the phones. They just sell them. Um, right.
0: So they're incentivized to do the right thing because they don't want their customers to maybe die in a fire, but but yeah. other than that, like, they don't really have a stake in this, so Samsung should, should be in control and aggressive with how
1: much they, they handle this. Yeah, so Verizon has also joined the list of they're not going to sell or replace.
0: Should this go, like, full? Samsung forcibly powers down the device and does not allow it to turn back on? Like, firmware update, your device is now bricked. Like, how far should they go?
1: <laughs> I don't know, like... Again, some of the hardware faults may not matter if your if your phone's powered down or not. Um, that's true, but if your phone is bricked, you will go replace it. That's true. Maybe just to force consumers. Um, that would definitely anger people, but them not dying in a phone fire may be more important. May
0: may be more important. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. You have to slash s real life. <laughs>
0: what's the, the sign language for S? I think it's the fist, so you gotta do like a <laughs> little hand open <laughs> slash S guys. Um are you uh are you seeing a lot of um uh what would you call it? Like uh, iPhone cockery because this seems like an opportunity for the Apple fanboys to come down from their mountain and just be all like swagger like Apple would never produce a device that does this even though they actually did once. But I I have not really seen that. Like people no, seem genuine, seen... Yeah, people seem genuinely concerned about the the safety issue. I haven't really seen any infighting on the Android side or Apple people being jerks about it, which is really refreshing.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, it's like even the some of the fanboy bloggers I follow are like, please get a new Samsung non Note, get a you know get a Pixel, get an iPhone, whatever. Just stop using Note Seven, <laughs> please, everyone.
0: Yeah, that's um, uh, an indicator of the severity of the situation when people actually put down their. They're joking and their biases, and they're like, no, I, I, I don't actually want you to die in a fire. Like, die in a fire <laughs> is a colloquialism because I don't like your sports team, but I don't actually want you to die in a fire. Yeah. So, enough about that tragedy. Uh, what's this other tragedy?
1: <laughs> so, Spotify has inadvertently served some users virus ads. Uh, this is a story coming out of the BBC and some other places. And this is because the free version of Spotify uh, has has advertising and like most companies that have advertising in their product, they're relying on an ad tech network where they don't directly do uh, the ad software or do any vetting of the ads themselves. Um, They're kind of relying on a third party to serve them up. And this has very historically been a source of what they call malvertising, where a poorly regulated ad network let uh, some malicious stuff through accidentally, and so this bit Spotify, and 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 ap- when
0: you say uh, malware in these ads, w- what exactly is is coming through? Is it uh, hijacking your keyboard? Is it mining, turning your
1: your machine into a Bitcoin mining bot? Um, it describes it in this article as virus infected pop up websites that would appear while listening to music. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: and I mean that could be anything, right? Because then a malicious website comes up, and maybe that turns you into a Bitcoin bot. Maybe that turns you into, uh, you know, you're you're being keylogged, yeah. so all your stuff is compromised.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, this is the BBC, and they don't go into any more detail than that. <laughs> um, <laughs> the cyber. I think they said, um, uh. yeah, but it just kind of r- raised again, like how I don't feel bad for anyone that decides to use ad block (laughs) because the status quo for ad networks is kind of insecure and kind of like we see stories all the time from different websites like, oh, this prominent newspaper, their ad network started serving malware and you're just like, yeah, this is why I block these things. Not because I don't want to support the creators that make good stuff, but because this happens and I want to protect myself. Well, and uh, again, not to be too U.S. centric, I'm just not
0: familiar with you know how the the legal system works globally, or really in the U.S. for that matter. So here we go. Um, isn't it a little odd that a, a an organization like a newspaper can be like a nonprofit and and have all these rules around regulation and what they can do, what information they can and can't share, but then when they use a contractor, like all that just goes out the window. And I mean, I, I know Spotify is not a non-profit. They're not a journalistic entity, but the the same – I think there's like a, an appeal to the lowest common denominator where uh, these ad networks have figured out how to do what they need to do on public websites and on uh, newspaper websites and things. And then that, that uh, rolls downhill, as it were. <laughs> And then anyone that uses that ad network now has basically plausible deniability. They're just like, oh, well, it's not our fault that it's filled with viruses. And it's like, yeah, but you use them as a vendor. And it's like, yeah, but they're allowed to do whatever they want. It's like, yeah, why are they allowed to do whatever they want? (laughs)
1: Just the liabilities outsourced.
0: Yeah, I, I don't understand why... Because if if you're Spotify, I mean, they're a huge, I think, aren't they, they've long since passed the unicorn stage, right? They're into multi-billion dollar valuation. So if you are Spotify and you're legally indemnified from one of your contractors doing something crappy, like I don't want every single company to have to 100% vet every single vendor that they themselves do business with as a business, but... There's got to be some middle ground between like putting on a blindfold and plugging your ears and singing loudly and and having to go through every single one of their filing cabinets like
1: There has to be limits to what you're describing like can if let's say the worst happens and people do sue Samsung for some kind of neglect that they can prove can Samsung just be like JK battery company you get to absorb all this liability Um, Or is it still on Samsung because they chose this, they sold this, etc. In
0: in Samsung's case, I would say it will probably have to do with how they are sued. So if they are sued and, and the lawsuit is something like, you sold a faulty product, then they can go, well, no, we sold a product we believe to not be faulty and it turned out to be faulty. If the lawsuit is... You continued to sell a faulty product. <laughs> Once you knew it was faulty, then that's like it's a it's a similar thing, but it's different enough that you're you're trying to prove a different wrongdoing. And I think that's part of the issue you would see with trying to go after Spotify. And I mean, I'm really I'm not pro litigation. The only reason I I bring up litigation is because if these companies believe they're susceptible to litigation, they will typically behave differently.
1: It's one of the only levers we have. <laughs> Could we yeah. be sued over this?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there isn't Spotify a European company, aren't they? Are yeah. they
1: British? Pretty sure they're. I don't think they're British, but mm, Swedish, something like that.
0: Dutch. I don't know. <laughs> they're. Not, I don't. I do. I do not believe that they're a U.S. company. But I mean, even so, like, I really don't want litigation to be our our go-to thing, but.
1: I mean, as you say, like I have an ad blocker turned on. Sweden and England are there. They originated in Sweden. Oh, okay, yeah. Sweden.
0: Sweden. So, uh, no, I can't. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm. I'm sorry, Swedish people. Um, and no, no, no Swedish chef jokes. That's just that's just downright racist, right there. Um, funny when he does it because you know he's a puppet. Uh, <laughs> but, but I don't understand. I don't understand how people are functioning without ad blockers. And I feel like we're at that precipice moment, like right before pop-up blockers became standard fair in browsers. Cause I mean, it's, it's Spotify, like normal people use Spotify. This is not like, Oh, I was on this shady torrenting website and I was doing something wrong. Like right. any random 15 year old or 50 year old or 75 year old might be on Spotify listening to music while they're going about their life. And, do you happen to know, I because I, I, I did not get a chance to come through this very thoroughly, do you happen to know if this uh, was desktop only, or did this affect mobile
1: as well? Uh, I think it was desktop only, but I, 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 mean, I don't mobile, know how it works. Mobile tends to be
0: way more protected.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm
0: sure most listening happens on mobile devices, but it doesn't matter, because when you're talking about a service at this scale... Even if you, like, on Bits and Pieces, I know you guys have a a Spotify playlist, so even if all of your listening was only on mobile except once every other week when you have to update the playlist for Bits and Pieces, like, that would be enough for you to potentially get hit by this.
1: Yeah, and it's just not a good look. Like, if you're Spotify, you don't like this, and I don't know (laughs) if you... You don't need litigation to want to fix this, Um, but... Again, like and without changing the way they serve ads, can they fix this? Like, yeah, they can remove the offending ad, but is there anything about this ad network? I think that's what's insidious. To use that word again about this, is (laughs) the the problem isn't easy to like prevent you know, the next one. The next one that's going to slip through the cracks is probably going to happen. Like, unless the vetting of that company who, you know, these ad tech companies may not have a lot of incentive to proactively change their platform to prevent this. Yeah, if there was an epidemic, then people are probably going to threaten to stop using the the ad network. But if it's down below a certain threshold, it's like shrug. (laughs) Well, if you're Google
0: or maybe to a much lesser extent, like Apple for iAds. These kinds of stories are bad for advertising as a business model, but they're really good for your advertising as a business model. Yeah. Because if you're Google, you know, you just kind of saddle up to the bar and, you know, the the person just went through a rough breakup right there in the bar and you saw it happen and you're like, hey, let me buy you a drink. (laughs) (laughs) What's got you down? Yeah. Oh, that that. Oh, that just that looks so sad. You know, I I would never serve malware in your ads. <laughs> I just that's just not the kind of network I am. Right. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's we're classy it's, over here. <laughs> yeah. It, don't you think this is going to lead to um, a potential negative side effect of this could be leading to this kind of like massive consolidation of trusted ad networks, right? Like most people don't go into a store and buy. You know random brand cola like you buy coca-cola because you recognize it immediately no matter where you are in the world if you see coca-cola you probably are like oh i i know coca-cola that's probably pretty safe but you know advertising happens kind of behind the scenes you as the end user have no idea where they're coming from but spotify as you say does not uh, enjoy this yeah. look they, they don't want this happening to them <laughs>
1: When and DoubleClick, which is one of Google's ad networks, has done this before too. They've served malware accidentally, and so uh, it can it can hit anyone. No one is safe. <laughs> <sighs>
0: uh, I'm so when you uh, you run an ad blocker, do you run like a, a system wide thing, or do you have it like a browser extension?
1: No, I just have uBlock on Chrome. Yeah, just but on I've, Chrome. Is that because you never open any other browsers? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it has made me like wonder. You know, the only way you could block Spotify's ads that I know is to have either at the OS level or at the router level to be having some blocking going on. Well, that's if you use the Spotify app, right? You use
0: the web player, I guess.
1: Oh yeah, but I, I hate their web player. Yeah, I'm, no, nobody's <laughs> going to do that,
0: <laughs> not on purpose. <clears throat> Is this? Oh my God! This is all just like everything's fires and 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 malware. All right, let let's talk about the Google event.
1: <laughs> all right, yeah, this is way less. It's it's fire in a good way.
0: <laughs> it's fire. It's hot. <laughs> um. So, did you actually get to watch the event?
1: No, i i, I watched I, I watched live blogs, and I didn't get to sit and watch the the awkward presenter do his thing <laughs> <laughs> so uh
0: it, it's been long enough now that i i think we can pretty much skip the recap we tend to pretty much skip the recap of these events anyway um yeah. th- there are a million blogs and twitter hashtags that'll do that for you if you want to see the play-by-play or you can actually just go watch the recording but um i think the event was good uh i heard it described more than once as like humble like it was very understated and they just got up and were like, Hey, um, these are the things we're really good at. This is why we're doing this. Uh, you should basically give us a thousand dollars. Like it was, (laughs) it was, it was not flashy. Um, someone else even pointed out to me and it was, it was one of those things that like, once they pointed out to me, I couldn't unsee it. Like the, the vase with the dolphins, um, (laughs) the, the Apple events are very, uh, dark, low light, uh, the slides usually have a black background. Like everything's focused on an individual number or an individual person or an individual screenshot. Uh, this event was like super bright. The stage was like a wood color. The background on all the slides was white. The house lights were up. Like everything was very like, oh, I'm just in a room with Sundar Pichai and he's just telling me about Google. Like it, it felt almost like a like approachable, um, for lack of <laughs> a better word, <laughs> which was it was kind of. It was it was neither here nor there really from like an aesthetic standpoint but it was a very if done intentionally it was a very clever way to juxtapose themselves against Apple's aesthetic right not necessarily better or worse just notably different uh and not a single one of their phones exploded while they were on stage well that that's a plus table stakes <laughs> yeah right um So they announced the Pixel phone finally, right? We all knew this was probably coming. It had been leaked very heavily. (laughs) Very, very heavily. Um, And I didn't pre-order one during the keynote. I waited all the way until the next morning to to (laughs) pre-order mine. But I cannot wait to get rid of this piece of crap iPhone that y'all seem to love so much.
1: (laughs) Uh, There's no accounting for taste um let's talk about i mean they announced (laughs) other things too um they did uh they announced
0: google home so they have the the two phones right and these are made by google fully google branded it does even though htc i think is doing the manufacturing it doesn't say htc (laughs) anywhere on (laughs) they're
1: designed by google in california
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so, two phones: the Pixel and the Pixel XL. Which, uh, quick aside about the Pixel: it's five inches. Yes, it's the right <laughs> size. Um, and then uh, Google Home, which is their their Amazon Echo, basically direct competitor. Yeah, uh, the Dream Daydream VR headset and a router thingy. Yeah, the the router, the Google Wi-Fi. I think it's called. Um, and, and all of these things, uh, whether they actually involved it or not, were all strung together by this thread of the Google Assistant,
1: <laughs> which they kind of introduced in an awkward way through Google Allo. Yeah. <laughs> like, why not, even if you're going to launch Allo, why not wait till this day so that Aloe doesn't get all this extra attention for being weird? It's like, no, it's just kind of thrown in the mix with all these Assistant products. Yeah. That so, would have made more sense to me. I,
0: I'm inclined to agree, um, particularly because Allo, since it's made by Google, everyone and their mother downloaded it, and then I'm sure the usage numbers just fell off of a cliff. Oh, I
1: already uninstalled it.
0: Yeah, there you go. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm genuinely excited to use Google Assistant. I would like to use Allo as a messaging client if that shakes out. But if it doesn't, like I'm not heartbroken because I'm never going to be on one, right? There's always going to be email <laughs> no, and Slack and SS- SMS and Hangouts and, 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 and It's
1: and, just XKCD new standard thing. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: but the thing with the Google Assistant uh, through the Google Home, um, it's for at least for limited time, it's going to be unique to the Google Pixel the way it's built into the actual phone, Cause like on, on any other phone, you can use the Google assistant through Allo, but on the pixel phone, it's going to be like so deeply integrated into the entire experience. It has a different launcher. I mean, it's, it's just really deeply baked in there um kind of as the evolution of Google now. And uh, I had like a little epiphany uh last week where I realized what I want out of this kind of thing. So uh I was sick last week. That's not why I missed last week's episode. I just was coincidentally sick. Yay. And uh, I had this kind of realization that uh, when I'm sick, there are certain things about my lifestyle I really want to change. Like I want to drink probably two or three times as much water. Um, I have like kind of a mild case of asthma. So if I have a cough or something, it really helps to use my inhaler because I don't have to use my inhaler like some people with asthma do. But when I'm sick, it helps to like open my lungs up. Um, I try and like eat more fruit and, and drink a lot of tea and stuff. Just, I mean, not, nothing like particularly clever or novel, just like things you do when you're sick and I'm an idiot like most idiots. And I tend not to remember those things until I've been sick for like three or four days. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I probably could have gotten over this sooner if I'd been drinking more water and eating more fruit and stuff and, and using my inhaler. And I want a magic robot that recognizes that I got sick and is like, Hey, you, I've been listening, you know, and you've been coughing a lot. You should probably drink more water. <laughs> and I know that sounds really stupid, but if you, if you recall to, uh, what was it? Probably several years back now, uh, the girl who, um, she started getting ads for like pregnancy stuff from Target because Target's algorithm had realized like hey she's probably pregnant and then <laughs> and then the father got all upset and then they went to Target and then it turned out she actually was pregnant it was like a whole big like
1: thing. it was a big ad for big data
0: <laughs> yeah um i i really genuinely think i want that in my life like i i would really love it if the day i would have noticed that i was getting sick a little like thing from Google Assistant popped up and was like hey um the last couple of days you've been doing whatever you you're probably getting sick do you want me to make a doctor's appointment for you do you want me to reorder uh you know the the scented oils that help keep your sinuses clear while you're <laughs> sleeping do you want me to add you know a drink water reminder to your to-do list like that sounds really, really silly. Like, even though I think this is a good idea, just describing it out loud sounds so ridiculous. But, like, that's the kind of thing I want out of Google Assistant. Like, being reminded to leave for the airport is convenient, being told what traffic conditions are like or what the weather's going to be like or if I should bring an umbrella. Like, those are all convenient, but those aren't things that require big machine learning and AI.
1: I I really want to see that promise shown to us because – I feel like it's it's like an Ubisoft E3 showing where uh the game looks amazing and and there's all this promise of, you know, like No Man's Sky or whatever, like there's so much hype. <laughs> Just and get then that what digging. what gets shipped is like okay, I can ask what the weather's like. I'm tired of this being the showpiece of AI. <laughs> also, you can book a table at a sushi restaurant in San Francisco. Right. <laughs> <laughs> while you're, you know, running and doing your triathlon.
0: <laughs> so, so let me let me play Google fanboy for a second. Do you think this hasn't shipped because they can't do it or do you think it hasn't shipped because they can do it and they know it will not be accepted well? Because I mean, the Tar- there's no way Target has access to the same kind of engineers that Google has <laughs> and yet they were able to tell from some purchases that this girl was pregnant. Does it really seem like Google couldn't do this? They're just not doing it.
1: I think they're shipping it as fast as they can. I think all their stuff's getting smarter. I mean, most of the the AIs are racing as fast as they can to get smarter at this stuff. So I, I don't see them holding it back for cultural reasons. Um, and I mean, they, they are ahead, yeah. especially on voice recognition um, and accuracy. They're just like, when you say things to Google's AI, it just... It just feel like I don't know if they're. It's just their UI or something, but it's clearly doing a better job. Um, but it still feels like the end result is still well. I can set an alarm and I can ask what the weather is and like I wanna. I wanna feel that leap of like holy shit. This thing has reached <laughs> and me. May- I mean, m- the long haul is is probably it's it's more slow progress with fewer of those giant leaps and maybe few products really ever are that kind of giant leap all at once in one release. Um, but that's sort. I'm like, hey, please like, take us to a new level with this. And I mean, they're clearly working on it and I think they're releasing um, the, all of the this pixel event. The, the products like it, it wasn't like a Nexus Q moment. It was like, oh, this makes a lot of sense, everything you're releasing. Even though I don't think the VR headset's going to be that important long-term, it that's fine. You know, um, this is like the most cohesive I've seen Google hardware be in as long as I can think in their history. Well, most pundits uh, agree with you, right? Most people say, hey,
0: Google, you are finally recognizing the validity of Apple's business model where they own (laughs) everything from the, the mockups on post-it notes to the final product that ships.
1: You've created a beautiful ecosystem. Now make really good things. (laughs) And it's not that they have to kill off HTC and Samsung or stop them from doing their own thing, but I really am excited by seeing them it's sort of like taking responsibility for their platform um and it, yeah it is it,
0: they're <laughs> actually taking a
1: little pride in the house they've built <laughs> yeah um and so i mean i'm you know you're tempted to look at the pixel and be like eh, it's a pretty good phone it looks like an iphone 6 there's things to nitpick here and there but you know if i'm apple you really need to think like what if google's going to sit and actually iterate on this and um, who cares? Whatever you, th- you think the pixel in current incarnation is perfect or just kind of great or okay. Like doesn't matter if they're going to do this for real. Um, it's not going to be like the Nexus where it, even though they're great phones, they're niche in terms of market share and they're kind of not promoted and put in front of people the way, uh, Nexus fans would like them to be. Um, then I would be like, I would be taking it very seriously. Um,
0: Well, and they did – unfortunately, it's a Verizon exclusive, which we'll talk about that in a second. But (laughs) they are unlike most of the Nexus phones because I think some of the Nexus phones you could get it in – excuse me, in carrier stores. Um, But I think they are making a bit more of a push with this where they're like, no, you're going to be able to get it at Best Buy and you're going to be able to get it in a Verizon store and you're going to be able to buy it unlocked from us. Like we're not trying to set the standard for – what we want our partners to do. We want you to buy this phone. This is the actual phone we want you to buy.
1: Well, it's, I mean, it's in some ways kind of like Microsoft making the surface and finally being like, we're going to make windows hardware and we're not telling Dell to stop being one of the biggest and most important sellers of things that run windows, but we're going to make our own now.
0: Well, do you feel like, uh, so, so let's talk about the, the phone for a second. Um, like as a specific device, uh, it's expensive. It's like, it's, it's iPhone, it's, uh, prices, it's iPhone exactly. price. Yeah. Um, which I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm buying it and on Samsung installments. Times. Uh, I'm buying it unlocked cause I'm not a crazy person, but I mean, I'm not, I don't just have like $800. I can throw it a thing because I like the shape <laughs> of that rectangle. So, uh, most people I assume are going to probably buy it through the carrier or through the financing on the Google store because you know like $800 and that's not even the most pimped out version cuz the the highest end one i think comes in at like nine and change so that's the <laughs> the larger <clears throat> the larger phone the larger storage and the 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 Google care
1: <laughs> whatever yeah. they're calling it I think it. that pushes it over a thousand <laughs> yeah it's if it's
0: if it's not over a thousand it's damn close it's in the 900s um so th- i mean those are iPhone prices those are premium prices i kind of wonder if Uh, Google is kind of meeting their partners halfway and saying, like, listen, you guys, you're great, all of you. Um, No one is going to pay $1,000 for something you made. They're going to pay $1,000 for something (laughs) Apple made. They're going to pay $1,000 for something we made. Nobody's going to pay $1,000 for something you made. So we'll make the $1,000 thing. You can make the $400 thing. Like, I don't know if that's their plan. I don't know if that's how this will shake out, but – If I'm HTC or if I'm Motorola even, it feels like there's an incredible opportunity to come in behind the Google Pixel and be like, hey, we made a phone that's like 80% as good, but 40% as expensive.
1: Well, that's the threat to Google trying to go vertical is they're leaving all this umbrella in their ecosystem. Whereas with Apple, it's like, no, we sell last year's model at that price point, which now we make just as much margin to make up for the fact that it's cheaper. And yes, except <laughs>
0: that Google does not need this to be a financial success to have their business succeed. If the iPhone tanked, Apple would literally collapse. I mean, it is their entire business now. <laughs> speechless. Utterly speechless. But I mean, don't, don't you think like Google could safely be just the the commander in front of the android army that has you know they're they're the boss character they get a name they get shiny armor they get like a (laughs) a unique indicator on the map right um and if if they only sell you know whatever the high-end market is for android phones like if they capitalize the high-end market for android phones and they take that from htc and they take that from samsung and and they own that space well, they were never going to own the space of the people who could only afford two three four hundred dollars for phone
1: well, I think the problem is there's very little money in that race to the bottom space uh, if if they own the premium i mean right i even we already see it now that Samsung owns pretty much all the Android handset profits, and everyone else is is fighting over scraps on the floor and so <laughs> just Google taking it over will hurt Samsung, it may not hurt the other companies, but they're kind of struggling as it is. Um, and I, I don't know if they'll be happy to be like, well, now the official owner of this platform is going to eat the main meal and occasionally a few crumbs are going to fall to us.
0: But, but to be fair, I mean, how many, can you name a single high-end phone that's not made by Samsung that runs Android?
1: Well, just Huawei's stuff i guess
0: yeah which they i think until just last year they didn't sell the in the yet. states yeah so um those do exist unfamiliar to us here in the states um but i mean samsung you know their their galaxy s series those go for premium prices those are not cheap but the motorolas are they're not cheap but they're they're mid-tier prices um htc does mostly mid and low tier prices um asus does you know mid and low tier prices like they already... Because they can't. (laughs) Yeah. So is is Google saying, hey, I'm not really taking any business from you, and I'm going to set a better example than Samsung ever could. Like, is that really changing the economics for these partners that much?
1: No, but I think the economics are troubling for them. So (laughs) not changing it isn't a very, it's not the greatest story for them. But... I mean, so, I, I totally think it's it makes sense for Google to come in and take premium over for Android um, and really own it. But I I don't like I think that's more validation of Apple's model. And if if they do it right, and they like, I really think that, like next year when they launch a new Pixel, they should keep selling last year's at a discount and and eventually, really
0: do the full on Apple experience.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's a way to make pixels more affordable while maintaining the fact that you get to charge a premium price. It's like, Oh, is this one too much? Well, last year's is still great. And, uh, (laughs) yeah, no, I'm, I'm,
0: I'm with you on this. Like I, I really love the open sourciness of Android. I love the, 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 I love what it grew out of and like what the original intentions were. And I would still love to see things that are powered by Android. Like, Oh, you have a smart fridge. It's, it's happens to be running Android underneath. They're like, Oh, you've got a, whatever it's got Android inside. Like, even if none of the googly stuff comes with it, I like that. There's a gigantic company with probably most of the smartest engineers on the planet giving their hard work away in some fashion. And if that doesn't manifest in a lot of obvious ways, because I don't really care what operating system my refrigerator runs, that's fine, I guess. But uh, even going back to when smartphones first really became a thing in 2007, 2008, uh, as we think of them today, uh, I'm, I am pretty distinctly remember, like, I don't want... An Android open source phone where like everybody's is completely different and beautiful and unique like I want a Google phone <laughs> I want googly things from Google that are all Googled I want the Googliest <laughs> Google in all of Googling well, <laughs>
1: And that's what I like most about the Pixel is it's the closest to like a zero compromise Android phone I've ever seen and it's like there's so much, and I've complained about this on Twitter, like, there's choice in this ecosystem. And I'm, like, for me, it's always been like, well, do you want a good camera or do you want the screen size you prefer or do you want, you know, whatever feature floats your boat hardware wise? It's like spread out across 10 devices and you can't buy 10 devices and get the one integrated <laughs> one you want. And no, they tried that. It
0: was called Project Aria. <laughs>
1: And it's not that you wouldn't look at the iPhone and have a hardware feature you wish that Apple would do that you just won't do. But that's not the promise of their ecosystem uh, that they've ever marketed. But the the Google phone, the Pixel, is the closest to be like, oh, it's a great screen. It's screen sizes that fit me. It's great, you know, maybe the best camera we've seen, or at least in the company of the best cameras. Um, It's just like... You, there's really nothing to complain about except for nitpicky ways. Like it's just a solid phone. And it's like, it's nice to know if I want to take a tour on the Android side again, it's just like, yeah, I'm getting a pixel. Like yeah. I'm not going to deal with, uh touch whiz or any of this other crap. Well, in the, the, um,
0: the Nexus experience, Like, I've had Nexus and non-Nexus Android phones, and every time I touch a non-Nexus Android phone, I'm like, oh, God, why? Why did I think it'd be different this time? (laughs) (laughs) So this, to me, is the final nail in that coffin of, like, if you are interested in Android and you care at all about technology, so you're listening to the show, um, the Pixel is the way, right? You either, assuming, you know, you can afford it or you can make the installments or whatever, but you wouldn't you just wouldn't go with anything else if you could afford the Pixel because it is indisputably right now the best Android phone, um, as, as far as we can tell. Yeah. Uh, speaking of compromises, though, because <laughs> you, <mentioned, laughs> you mentioned compromises, um, one of the landmark announcements from the event was the Pixel phone will have updates directly from Google like day in, day of. So... We released an update, and you're going to get a little thing on your phone that says, like, <laughs> hey, buddy, there's an update. And then you're going to push a button, and then you're going to get an update, and those bits are going to come directly yeah. from Google.
1: Asterisk.
0: Except, <laughs> except, except on Verizon. J- JK, guys, not on not on Verizon. Yeah. And that that was just heartbreaking, man. Such a
1: buzzkill. <laughs>
0: heartbreaking.
1: Can they Do they just have no leverage yet? Like, if the Pixel takes off in a year or two, are they going to be able to just be like, no, our way or the highway, like we get to own this
0: my my hope is yes my hope is that they are being um they're not trying to crap on too many partners too fast and th- <laughs> this year they crapped on their hardware partners and next year maybe they will crap on the carrier partners
1: uh i mean is there any good for us or good for google reason they would hand that control to verizon this it's just verizon being verizon right And any of the carriers would prefer it that way. I cannot think of a reason Google would prefer this to
0: (laughs) to be out of their hands.
1: Yeah. The other thing is uh, the Verizon edition ships with Verizon apps pre-installed, which... Also unacceptable. (laughs) At least they're removable, but yeah, Yeah. unacceptable.
0: But (laughs) but tyranny of the defaults most yeah. people are going to see that stupid NFL app and they're not going to take it off. <laughs> they're going to see their Verizon Home Fi Buddy Wireless Assistant app and they're not going to yeah. do anything cuz it was on there.
1: <laughs> so that's that's disappointing. I I hope they fix that <laughs> over time. The signs don't point to that changing. Like I've I've never seen anything that they're going to change that, but um they should. The other thing is they're promising two years, which I really hope is under-promising on the updates. Um, I think smartphones are plateauing enough that you should be able to go three years, no question, on software updates. So uh, here, I'll play a little bit more uh, Google fanboy, devil's advocate.
0: Is there a concern of litigation that if you are an engineering company like Google that you would prioritize doing something new and amazing over helping out your existing customers. So like if you're Apple, you want people to be locked in the Apple ecosystem because that's your business model. So it behooves you to hold back something new and amazing if it means getting the latest version of iOS one more generation back, right? It's like, "Oh, I mean, we were going to make this change, but we're not going to we're going to hold that back until next year because we still want the 5S to be able to get this update." Whereas with Google, they're like, "No, we want to do this amazing engineering thing right now, screw everybody else."
1: <laughs> I mean, Apple's not been shy about their special innovative bespoke version of fragmentation where they just hold back features uh, that, that that's true aren't going to run well. <laughs> And so I don't see why Google couldn't do a similar thing. If if the old phone wasn't going to run it to their satisfaction or quality level, um, they could just say, you get the new API, you get the new everything. It's just this feature isn't going to your phone.
0: Yeah, you're... You're right. They do. And and they've done such a good job of that kind of BS behind the scenes fragmentation <laughs> that I hadn't even thought of that. Because they're, they're just like, oh no, everybody gets iOS 10 except all these features.
1: I mean, most of the time it's mundane. It's like, oh, that phone can't put backgrounds on the home screen because we didn't want to increase the RAM requirements for running yeah. the home screen. It's like, uh, I'm going to survive. I'm fine <laughs> without backgrounds.
0: No, buy a new phone. <laughs> I need this feature to live.
1: Like the, the, It's usually we made a new thing. It's got haptic feedback or it's got 3D touch where it's like, well, we can't change the hardware on your phone, so this is only on the new phone.
0: 3d touch just as an aside here has got to be one of my favorite acrobatic midstream rebrandings because everything said force touch for like a week and then <laughs> nothing said force touch all of a sudden it was just like like you could go up to an apple executive and and have them hooked up to a lie detector and be like what was 3d touch originally called and they'd be like it was always 3d touch <laughs> it was just it was incredible how quickly they Forcey touch time um so uh I do have to say cuz we, we we skipped over it. Um I got the the 32 gig. They only had two options, there's 32 and 128. And that's that gap is a little bit bigger than I'd like. I kind of wish they'd done either 32 64 128 or 64 and 128, but you know, all right, whatever. Um <laughs> The reason I was comfortable going with 32 gigs is because one of the features of the Pixel phone, Apple seems to be innovating very largely on hardware features. Google, of course, big software company. So one of their, it's not innovative, but one of their features that's going to be unique to the Pixel phone is unlimited full resolution backup of pictures and video. So this camera, if I understand correctly, is capable of taking 4K video. I'm sure the pictures are each, you know, fifty-seven megs because they're all <laughs> freaking gigantic. Um, and, and unlimited backup. And when I look at my uh stupid iPhone, which is now constantly pestering me about how my iCloud backup is full, it's because it's full of high resolution photos and, and videos and things and I don't ever want to have to think about that ever again. Someone please yeah. make it so I never have to think about that ever again. <laughs> and Google has decided to to put that off they've, on the table.
1: They've fired the first shot, and they've fired like half shots before. It's like, unlimited at this res, which was a very generous res, but still was compressing them. And now it's finally, no, just bring all your tired and weary photos. <laughs> and All who are thirsty, come and make your place here. And well, if- I... If they I want really to compete
0: hope, on camera quality, right?
1: Yeah. No, I, I really hope this is new normal. I mean, it it's in Google's wheelhouse to do something like that anyway, because they just want you using their services. And so this is the kind of honey that <laughs> brings people around. <laughs> when,
0: you have to assume, when they announced this for Google Photos, uh, what, a few years ago, I guess, the first time, they were announcing it for anyone who used Google Photos, and... Statistically, most people who were using Google Photos were using cameras that did not take pictures above the quality they were promising. So they weren't downsampling and compressing most of these people's photos because those photos at full resolution fit within the threshold. But now, if they're going to show up and claim to have the greatest smartphone camera ever made, which is literally (laughs) what they said, (laughs) then... They can't say, like, oh, this will take 4K video, and we'll let you store it in 720. Like, they just <laughs> – they they can't do that, right? They, they have to – these two things kind of have to go together to not look like they're insane. Um, but for me as the end user, I'm not really caring about having a ton of apps installed. I don't really use my phone to game. Um, sometimes I have, like, one or two games installed at a time, and then I get bored and I delete them. So – the the vast 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 majority of storage on my phone is photos and videos um I don't store music on there for for more than you know like a couple albums at a time, and uh I don't store podcasts you know once I listen to them they they auto delete so I really think I can get away with thirty two gigs and I'm considering going the Michael Edwards school of like can <laughs> I eke three years out of this phone? And yeah. I mean, the answer is no. I will replace it and upgrade
1: because I'm <laughs> I'm a freaking toy boy. But like, the second Pixel is going to be really good. Probably, it's, oh, it's going to be so much better.
0: But I'm 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 optimistic. Like, this phone is the right size. I like the hardware choices that they made. Um, five and five and a half inches are what they they went with. I, so, thirty two gigs, five inches, the right size for me. Um, and right. and it's it's in it's in quite black. <laughs>
1: And now uh, you're buying it uh sight unseen well, I mean you've seen it, but <laughs> this is well, a is yeah, this I mean, normally a leap you would make for a phone have you would you prefer to see it in a store or do something
0: um i
1: would i would
0: say historically, yes, I would have preferred to have seen it and gotten my hands on it, but these things uh are now.
1: It's plateaued. not as mysterious as it used to be. The,
0: yeah, I mean, they've plateaued enough. They're now standardized enough that I know how big this phone is. I know what it's shaped like. I mean, it's a rectangle. It's a rectangle with glass on the front. Um, <laughs> it one looks thing a that, lot like an iPhone 6. <laughs> which I, I cannot... I tried to do some live research, but it's early and I'm tired. Um... I swear that there was a phone from HTC right before the iPhone 6 was released that (laughs) had... It's the LG
1: Prada all over again.
0: (laughs) Yes, that had the antenna lines, but of course, they will never ever get credit for that design. (laughs) Do do you have any idea what I'm talking about?
1: No. Um, Okay.
0: (laughs) But anyway... Notably, Apple's
1: gotten rid of the antenna lines, or at least they don't go across... That was one that... in the, just because we we have the fanboy talking, um, <laughs> they've seemed to have adopted some of the like ridiculous marketing lines of some of Apple stuff. Because there was this one screenshot I sent you. It's the back of the phone, in which it, the top half of it is glass for some reason. I guess hopefully that's because they wanted some kind of antenna thing to work, but yeah. it's glass for some reason. <laughs> and they they the marketing copy says seamless. And I'm looking at this picture, and, and there's a seam. There's a huge yeah, of, seam. Of course there's a seam. <laughs>
0: the material changes from glass to aluminum.
1: <laughs> and I'm like, you didn't have to lie about that. Like, it's still lo- like, you know, if you can explain why it's glass, but like, it looks fine. You didn't have to call it seamless. Um, that's just a little, like, why marketing people? Why? <laughs> okay, let's see. The iPhone 6 was released on September 19th,
0: 2014. And no, that must not be what I'm thinking of. The was it the one M eight, the HTC one? Uh was released on March twenty fifth. Oh snap. <laughs> that totally it beats it by months. But yes.
1: it has the antenna lines, but it doesn't really look like an iPhone six.
0: Well, now we are literally just splitting antenna lines, aren't we? <laughs>
1: Well, the reason I think the Pixel looks like the iPhone six is not the antenna lines; it's literally everything else about the way it looks. I'm I'm gonna need some de- explain this
0: to a non designer because now you've <laughs> lost me.
1: Just the the way, especially the front looks like the you know they change very minor things about where the camera is placed or the the speaker is for the ear, but it's it's just so obviously referencing what the iPhone 6 is. They just took the home <laughs> button out and put it on the back and left the chin there. Um, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't think the Pixel's a bad phone <laughs> for doing this. <laughs> so you you have a 6, right? Not a 6S? Yeah.
0: Is it handy? Like, do you have it where you can reach it? Yeah. Okay, are the edges completely rounded? Like, is it one smooth curve from front to back?
1: Yeah, and I, I saw they sliced and made it flat on part of that edge so i'm
0: i didn't notice that until i saw some of the like you know they try and sexify technology super slow motion phone flying through space videos where it's like right up close to the camera Uh, because you don't really see when you look at a render of the phone you don't really notice those those edges the way they are um but when i saw the the super sexy flying through space renders uh and you can see that kind of flattened edge I don't think that's enough to make people look at it from a distance and say like, oh, that's definitely not an iPhone. That has those different (laughs) edges, right? Like I'm not saying that, but I do think that it will make it feel very, very different in the hand. And uh, while I was traveling for work, I actually had to use a loaner phone since I was overseas. They just gave me like an entire separate phone and they were like, here, just use this while you're here and it was an iPhone 6 and i damn near dropped that thing about 6 <laughs> billion times because it would just i'd be holding it and because the edges are so smooth and so nicely machined and it feels very comfortable it would just like
1: ee- 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 <laughs> i right wonder if my we head have head. any more data about people dropping phones on their faces at night in bed <laughs> <laughs> probably
0: but i'm i'm using the the iPhone SE with its nice, you know, squared square-ish edges chamfered ch- ch- chamfered ch- chamfered <laughs> uh it's champy edges um i'm i'm optimistic that this very small design detail on the pixel will actually make a noticeable difference in in using the device
1: Well, sure and not I mean, dropping it, it on my face like I don't care that it. I think it looks a lot like an <laughs> iPhone six. I don't think it's a problem in any way. And the, uh, there are function. There are functional differences. The Touch ID. It's not called Touch ID, but the fingerprint <laughs> sensor. They probably didn't call it that. The fingerprint <laughs> sensors on the back, which some people like. Um, you can do some neat things with it. Um, I do think the chin situation needs to be refined next time because there's a purpose to the bottom chin. And the only one that's left that I can think of is the symmetry if you're using it in landscape. Um, but it's like there's no front-facing speaker down there. There's no button down there. It's just kind of like Google Plus white space sitting on the front of their phone.
0: Yeah, that's a... A big incentive to have There's a, like, not even a headphone phone. jack down there. No. Oh God. <laughs> that that is a legit design flaw. It's not now, one that will matter much, but No, next episode we're gonna talk about Bluetooth headphones, remind me. We'll we'll throw okay. that in the, the dock for next time. Um but yeah, that's I'm I'm not I'm not happy that the headphone jack is on top. Like I'm I feel like that is a legit design flaw. It belongs on the bottom. It yeah. belongs on the opposite side of wherever your backside fingerprint sensor is. Well,
1: especially if you want to reach in your pocket and unlock with the sensor Yes, exactly. As you we, pull it out and you're using headphones at the same time, now you have to choose. Yes. Well you don't really get to choose because unless no. you want to mangle your cable you're gonna put it the other Ugh. way.
0: Yeah <laughs> that <laughs> So it, it's, I ordered these Bluetooth headphones before I ordered the Pixel, so it was a happy coincidence, but we'll talk about headphones next time. <laughs> um, you got anything else to say about the Google event? I know we didn't talk about home or anything, but I mean, people, there are live blogs all the way
1: down. Yeah. No, I'm sure there will be more to say, especially, um, are you ordering a home? No.
0: so we can quickly crap all over this because the reason I'm not ordering a Google home is not because I'm not excited. I think it looks amazing. I'm super excited for the Google assistant on my phone. The reason I don't want to order a Google home is because I have a toddler and I can't have my toddler recognize that if she shouts things into the open air, (laughs) stuff will happen. Like, I I, I just, I can't do that. Right. Like I can't have a robot. I can't buy Rosie the robot and then not have her understand the difference between Astro and George. Like she, and yes, I just basically equated my daughter to the dog, but like it's, 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 it's uh this is a very real computer science problem, right? The, the thing needs to recognize the difference between my voice and Susan's voice and, and my daughter's voice, because, We're going to be asking different things. And I'm not really afraid that like, it's not like, I mean, my daughter, my older daughter is three. It's not like she's left alone for extended periods of time. I'm afraid she will hear me say something that she won't understand. Like, you know, okay, magic, white cylinder, delete that email. And then she will just literally repeat that (laughs) having like no idea what it means or why I said it. Because that is how toddlers learn how to speak. I mean, there's been times where she's asked me a question and I've said something back to her, and then she will just repeat the answer with a question mark because she's confirming, like, did I get that correctly? And you can't have two things that are asking for clarification in the same room at the same time.
1: Well, I think the easiest shortcut there until that hard computer science problem is solved is the wearable. I mean... I, I just think the watches get better and better. And that's your authentication of, hey, it's me, not my toddler talking as you raise your wrist. And um, that's like the low tech, why are we hitting ourselves solution <laughs> of like, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, and then later when the computer scientist can solve the different voice recognition problem, sure, I'll take the one device to rule them all. Yeah. I mean,
0: the other thing that will come with different voice recognition is multiple accounts, because I'm fairly confident that this thing does not support multiple accounts. And Susan is is as deeply rooted in the Google ecosystem as I am. So if I want to be able to say, like, tell me my agenda for the day, am I going to get hers? Is she going to get mine? Yeah. Is this is this thing only
1: useful to me? So it's I, just that San Francisco bachelor that's booking sushi. It it <laughs> is,
0: which is why the Google Assistant, as a concept, I'm super excited for on a device as personal as my mobile. But on a thing that's out where like anyone can talk to it and get to it. I'm not, I'm not there yet. It just doesn't fit. It doesn't fit my lifestyle. (laughs) Um, so I'm, I'm excited that this device exists. I really hope that it is successful, but this is why I don't really have anything to say about it because I'm probably never going to have one in, in its current state. Just like I, I like the echo, but I'm never going to buy one because I can't just have my toddler shouting at it and ordering movies. Yeah. Do you have any interest? Are you going to get one? No. <laughs> Meh. The 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 Google Wi-Fi, the reason I feel like that's not even really worth us discussing is because it's like, oh, it's a it's a it's a Wi-Fi router. Discussion yeah. complete. <laughs>
1: <laughs> An easy to use Wi-Fi router. Great. Yeah,
0: great. I mean I'm glad this product is getting polished, like that space is getting polished, but that's about it.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: All right. Now we covered the event fully. Now we're better. We're better <laughs> tech pundits than we were. And you're back. Ago. Welcome back, man. Thank you. It really was uh, nice to get a little bit of a break. Um, and we always have fantastic uh, guest hosts that, that step in whenever someone's available or unavailable on, on a Sunrise Robot show. But uh, by the third guest host, which Shelby, I think, was third. Yep. Like when i was listening to that episode i was deeply conflicted because you and shelby have a phenomenal rapport and i really want to listen to your guys' show but by the time i was listening to the third guest host i was like get off of my show like <laughs> why am i not on my show so you and shelby need to start a podcast is what i'm saying all right all right, you can, as always, find show notes for this episode at sunriserobot.net slash flipping slash 140 for the 140th episode. We're getting uh, we're getting up there. These numbers are a little bit more impressive every week. It's almost like they're growing linearly over time. <laughs> uh, Mike and I both love feedback. If you want to find us most quickly and easily, uh, you can find me on Twitter at in beta And Mike, you are? At
1: pseudo Michael, S-U-D-O
0: Michael. Uh, if you want to keep the conversation going a little bit more, like get a little bit more engaged than Twitter allows, uh, we have our subreddit still going strong after all these years, uh, reddit.com slash flipping tables. And then we have a, a new post for every single episode to keep the the, the conversation on point. Um, and that's, I think that's going pretty good. I really still like being able to have like an actual back and forth with people instead of just like tweets that are lost like tears in the rain. So, you know, <laughs> if you don't have a Reddit account, they're free. Go ahead and, and sign up with some ridiculous username. Um, if you want to support the show a little bit, the two easiest ways are ratings and reviews in iTunes and just to straight up subscribe. Uh, when you subscribe, you get new episodes delivered to your podcatcher of choice. Uh, automatically every week so you don't have to remember to check for new episodes on the website like a plebeian Um, i'm still using pocket casts and i know there was actually just as a quick like micro topic there was just a little bit of a change to the overcast business model are you still using overcast
1: yeah, because I could restore iTunes, whatever. I I don't have ads or anything. So, oh, so it's the same using, product to me.
0: Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll talk about that another time. Um, yeah, so there there's many, many paid and free choices out there. Use one of them and subscribe. Uh, if you want to support us a little bit more directly, you can go on our Patreon, patreon.com slash sunrise robot. And depending on the level you support, you can get your name shouted out at the end of the show. And with that, I want to give a special thanks to Matt Mariner, Sean Byrne, Benji Robinson, Chamford Cunningham, Carolyn Kraut, Cliff Lyons, Ido Abramovic, Justin Edwards, Joan Edwards, and Warren Myers. We love you all so much. I could not have come back without you. (laughs) See you next week. See you next week.